Well, hi, everybody. It's Kim Winter again from Logistics Executive. My pleasure to be hosting today uh, a special guest uh, who has got a really interesting career, and I've been following her fortunes on LinkedIn now for some time, and I thought I'll approach her and see if we can get an interview, and that's what's happened. So my colleague today has got a really interesting journey, um, which we're going to talk about uh, through supply chain, um, started off uh, as a creative and uh, in commercial strategy as an analyst uh, some years back. Uh, we'll find out where that was happening shortly. Um, she's been a manager of commercial projects, um, been involved with major distribution operations and, and all of that over nearly 11 years with Virgin Atlantic uh, Airways Cargo. So similar background to myself back in the 80s. Um, being an air cargo. So uh, interesting background there. And then over to Qatar, Qatar Airways, Senior Manager of Customer Experience on the cargo side, and then Cargo Logics uh, in the UK, so Director of Digital Distribution and uh, CRM of Salesforce. Who, where we now are is uh, a leadership coach in air cargo and logistics consultant, a health and wellness specialist, uh, an executive coach, and a mum all the way uh, from the UK, Sadia Khan. Welcome, Sadia. Thank you so much. Goodness, that was an introduction. <laughs> it's, 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 a long, uh, it's a long journey, you, but you look so young. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zoom is very kind. <laughs> there you go. Hey, so uh, look, um, really appreciate you joining us today. Uh, I think you're uh, fairly early in the morning in the UK, enjoying the summer, I, I hope. And uh, I just wanted to really kick off, as I do, with our special guests and to ask a little bit about your upbringing and, and where you came from, and then we're going to explore your journey and how you got to where you got to at various stages of your career and why, because it's a, it's a road less travelled, I must say, for most women that I've spoken to in supply chain. So really looking forward to that. So where did it all kick off? Gosh, um, yeah, so... Um where do I begin? You know, do, do, you, do you want me to rewind to uh, yeah, yeah, upbringing? Upbringing, yeah. Where, where were you a kid? Where did it all? Yeah. Happen? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I was born in in Zimbabwe, um, which uh, is a long way from where I am right now, clearly. Um, but we lived in Malawi, um, a little place in the sort of southern central Africa. Um, and I only lived there for five years of my life, and then my parents moved to the UK. So um, most of my life has been in the UK, or my education has been in the UK, and the beginning of my air cargo career has been in the UK as well. So um, whenever somebody asks me, sort of, where's home, I, I would I would always sort of say UK, but whenever they sort of say, where are you from, that's always a difficult one, because it's... There's, there's a lot of bits and bobs in there. Um, and if I have to go even further back than them, then clearly there are roots in Asia as well. Right. So, um, but originally, yeah. uh, originally you're a Zimmer. Uh, well, I, I think I lived there for at least a week of my life. Um, I, was literally, <laughs> I was literally born there. Um, I okay. then flew back to, to Malawi and, and lived there in our lovely house. Um, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so early career, uh, early career, air cargo. Um, yeah. Yeah, not, you know, again, nowhere near enough woman in air cargo, that's for sure. I remember back in the day as the general manager of, uh, of an air cargo business in New Zealand in the 80s. 
uh, you know, one or two women out of the staff of, I don't know, God knows, probably 20 or 30. So, uh, although a few in the sales team, obviously. Uh, women we know are much better as uh, business development than men, of course, um, and tend to remember things a lot better than men. Tell, tell us about those early days. How did you get into air cargo? What drove you into that space? Yeah, it's so interesting, actually, because um, I, I started off uh, on the passenger side um, at Virgin Atlantic, which was my first step into corporate life. Um, and I sort of lived in, in that circle for about a year. And then this job opportunity came up in Air Cargo and it said commercial, commercial analyst. And um, so it, it kind of my ears pricked up and it kind of called onto my background a little bit when I was thinking about my economics undergrad that I'd done. Um, so I started to sort of pour through this job job description and sort of understand, oh, that sounds quite interesting. Ooh, analysis, that's a bit more than what I'm doing at the moment on the passenger side. Um, so kind of turned up for the interview, um, got through both of them and, and landed this commercial analyst position. I was sort of early 20s at that point. Um, I was one of three people that uh, was, it was a new team, brand new team. And they were sort of setting it all up. So really quite uh, involved in setting up brand new processes um, you know, forecasting models, all of that kind of thing. So it was, it was really exciting. And I think at that point, I discovered how much I absolutely love air cargo. And I remember somebody asking me back in those days, why, why do you like air cargo? Passengers like way more exciting, isn't it? Um, and I remember saying, no, 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 cargo is, you know, you've got blueberries coming from South America, you've got <laughs> stuff coming from Australia, you've got you know, this is cool because, you know, it's affected by weather, it's affected by, you know, economic trade. How how, how exciting is that? So um, right from the kickoff, you know, when I got into cargo, I think I got, uh, I got the bug, you know, I got, I got excited for, for boxes flying around the earth and, really? oh, and, and what that means for, for consumers, right? And I still talk to my kids about it, right? right. We're, we're, we're in various uh, supermarkets. I'm like, oh, do you know how this got there? Yeah. Where, where do you think this came from? Did it did it come on a plane? Did it come on a boat? So um, they're very used to me talking in these terms now because, of, you know, it struck a chord within me quite deep, clearly. That's great. Well, I mean, for, to be an analyst, I would have thought you'd have plenty of skills. You, uh, you had your uh, undergrad degree at the University of Nottingham and then you did a uh, Master of Science at uh, Loughborough University as well, uh, passed with first-class honours by the look of it. So... Uh, well done, you. Um, and and from Virgin Atlantic, um, I take it that was in the UK. Uh, then you ended up in Doha in Qatar. Tell us about that journey. Yeah. So um, so after I've, I've been a Virgin probably about 10, 10 years, more than ten years, and I've done lots of different things while I was there. Actually, I was very fortunate to have headed up quite a few um, business cases. You know, had lots of exposure in different areas, learned a lot, you know, had a lot of personal growth there as well. Um, and then um, an opportunity in Qatar Airways came along in, in the cargo section. And initially when it came along, I think um, as a family, you know, I have two children, a husband, um, set up life in the UK. It, it, when it initially came along, we were kind of like, oh, gosh, well, that's, that's different, you know. What, what let's let's have a think about that a little bit more about what life could look like if if we took this opportunity. 
Um, and as, as people who holidayed quite a lot in the Middle East, you know, over Christmas, we ended up in the Middle East quite a lot. And every year we would sort of say to ourselves, oh, wouldn't it be interesting to live somewhere different? Wouldn't it be nice to see the sunshine every day? Um, and um, and then this opportunity came along. We were like, well, hang on a minute. Here we go. So what, what, what do we do with this? So the mindset was very much, um, this is exciting. Let's give it a go. You know, you 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 will regret possibly the things that you don't do, but surely you don't regret the things that you do do because you've had a go at them. Um, so so let, let's try it out. So I, I sort of picked up the children um, physically, literally, uh, and, and moved to country. And my husband stayed stayed over here with his job, although his, his company was very kind and let him to commute backwards and forwards on the six-hour journey. Um, to backwards and forwards from Qatar. Um, so we were able to kind of marry up the family in that sort of sense. But essentially, I, I, I moved out. I was really fortunate. I had my mum come with me for a period as well. So she was helping me with the children and settling into schools and all that comes with setting up a brand new life in a, in a completely new country. So, yeah, really exciting. I really enjoyed that. Awesome. And then uh, you decided to move back to the UK um, you went back and as a director of uh, digital distribution um, with Cargo Logic Management. Uh, you were there for a while, and then you moved into the area of leadership and coaching, uh, mental and physical uh, health and wellness. Where did that transition in your mind take place that you wanted to move from engaging with parcels and, and, uh, and freight to dealing directly with people instead? Um, was it a natural metamorphosis? Was it a step change? Was it a light bulb moment? How did that happen? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting that um, when I hear you speak about sort of the transition, because for me, from the inside, it didn't it didn't feel like there was a big step change or a big difference to what I was doing in my in my cargo life um, to to now what I'm doing in terms of the executive coaching. Um, that how I got into coaching was after um, I left CLM, Cargo Logic Management, um, when I was back in the UK after my Doha stint, um, I sort of looked back at my career and had to think about you know, which were the bits that I really enjoyed, you know, which were the bits that really stuck out with me, stuck out to me. Um, and all the way through, the thread was people. The, the thread was... Um, I really enjoyed the conversation where I would be talking to a team member, I would be talking to a peer, I'd be talking to somebody in the teams above maybe. And, and those one-to-one -one conversations where you can really kind of get into the mind of somebody else and start to understand what's going on for them and yeah. start to also help them to identify things that might be kind of blocking them from where they want to be. So in each of the teams that I led in the various companies that I worked for, those, those conversations with my team members where I was able to have some sort of impact or some sort of um, conversation where they would have a moment and they would go, yeah, actually, yeah, why do, why do I think that? Or, or yeah, actually, how, how could I do that? Um, and then you, you think through the steps towards 
how you can get them to where they want to be or what they want to progress into or what they want to learn. And that's how you get the best out of people. That's how you get the best out of your team. That's how you get the best out of your kids almost as well, if if you kind of spill it through life in that respect. So, So that to me felt so natural to then go into a coaching space where I can do that not just with people in my team within my company, but I can do that with anybody who has the demand to want to grow and develop and to understand themselves more through a space for personal reflection, you know, a completely Mm. open, confidential, non-judgmental space where you can just get to know yourself better and then understand actually how do I want to start to fly or at least get unstuck maybe sometimes. And and you've you've transitioned even further or evolved even further the way I can see it, uh, not only into dealing with people on a leadership basis, executive coaching, um, and the the mental wellness side of things, but also into physical wellness, which, you know, not being an expert myself, but having looking at your track forward, that, that looks to be fairly unusual, that holistic approach providing training and physical wellness. I mean, I've been trying to track you down for about three or four weeks, and as you know, you, you've been booked up heavily in regards to training, development, coaching, or running, what is it, Pilates classes or, or physical fitness classes? What is it? Yeah, exactly. So so I, I, I run, um, um, it, we call it a boot camp. So it's essentially a full body workout where we're doing cardio strength, we're doing core as well. So um, it's 45 minutes of insanity uh, where, where we all get our heart rates kind of up. But more than that, we, we, we laugh and we connect and we share stories and, you know, within that space as well. So, so I, I really believe that, um, in the sort of mind body connection um yes we have lots going on in our heads but actually there's some real benefit to getting out of your head sometimes and just getting into your body and just releasing all of these happy and feel-good hormones through movement through jumping around and through you know group exercise where you're connecting with other humans as well so in in my in my time between um, when I came back from Qatar and what, before I started with um, Cargo Logic in the UK, um, I had a little period of, of time where I sort of thought to myself, you know, what, what should I do with this period of time other than the dishwasher and the washing machine? Uh, what, what is it yeah. that should I, do, should I do? And I've always been interested in fitness. So I took on a, a personal training qualification and I qualified to be able to um, fitness train people. Um, So that's where now the mind and body connection comes in because as well as my executive coaching where we get into the space and we really start doing some gymnastics with your mind, we can actually get into your body and start, you know, maybe not doing gymnastics, but definitely moving around and getting getting people fitter and healthier. And it's it's a feedback mechanism, you know, it's you feel better in your body, you feel better in your mind, you feel better in your body, you feel better in your mind, and you just keep going around in a circle, you know, a virtuous, positive circle. Yeah, I think we've we've seen an enormous amount written and, of course, on uh, vodcasts uh, over the last 12 or 18 months in particular with the challenges that we're all facing as one globally um, currently. 
and uh, the whole idea of exploring the mind and exploring the body in ways that I guess many, many people haven't done before. They've always been too busy. They're in a rush to go from here to there and not being present enough to really understand their their own mental and, and physical state and how well they are or whether they're struggling. So, you know, I can only say, uh, you know, congratulations because I'm sure um, not only is it no doubt a successful business area, but I, I know you're very passionate about what you do and it's um, it's a very deep uh, view that you have of this sort of stuff. So, uh, you know, well done to you and then congratulations on the work you're doing. Now, you and I um, are doing some work uh, in since meeting uh, only not so long ago about career development uh, together and uh, we're looking at different ways of uh, supporting people in their career decisions and career development and there'll be a little bit more about that down track and I'm sure we'll be talking again this year about that uh, pretty exciting stuff that we're we're looking at together. Um, Before I wrap up I mean uh, you know again really interesting journey you've been on Let's talk a little bit about what you feel about the advice that you can give to whether they be young women or whether they be just youngsters uh, of any uh, of any size, shape, or description uh, wanting to get into whether it be air cargo or whether it be into your own health and wellness or coaching business. You're you're very clearly very entrepreneurial. Um, and I'm interested to hear any tips that you've got for people wanting to move into um, a new area of endeavour. What would your advice be from a from a personal and career perspective? Mm, yeah, thank you. That was a great question. I think um, so. I think I think I'm saying I think a lot. <laughs> um, oh, we. I'd like. I'm glad to see you thinking. Yeah. <laughs> got to think these days. <laughs> so I feel yeah. COVID has shown us that you know it, it sort of sent us all back into our own homes and we have had to kind of, kind of function on on the level of still being at work but actually now I'm at home. So it, it's brought up so many challenges for people whereby they have merged their home lives with their work lives now. It's not as easy to define that right now I'm in the office I'm at work now I'm at home I'm at home it it's just brought brought to the surface this idea that actually as a human being whether I'm here or whether I'm here I'm still the same person so so now that my work is at home I'm still a human being and I'm still me so actually what am I trying to say here the the idea is that now, now that we can understand that people are more than just their jobs, you know, people even they can do their jobs at home, they can do their jobs at work. But but actually, we need to start embracing the fact that people are holistic human beings with lots of different talents. And just because you have a job description, it doesn't mean that that's all that you are. But you know, I, I feel I mean, I've had examples with friends now who have said that their company seem to be so much more willing to accept the fact that they've got to nip out and pick up their child or they've got to pick up a a parcel from the door you know if they're in the middle of a call they say oh just one second I just need to answer the door and there's it seems to be this this acceptance of actually you can be something else as well as your job at the same time 
And and for me, that's one positive that COVID has allowed everybody to now have a look mm. and see that I'm not just my job title. I am yeah. actually, I wear lots of different hats and companies have hopefully started to, to have to almost um, embrace that as well. And and mm. that's, you know, it's been so hard for some people on the one, on the one hand of that you've got people who are overrun with children working from home and homeschooling and trying to run the family and run a job at the same time. And then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got people who are completely lonely and, you know, have just gone into their homes and have not been able to even speak to anybody at all. But but the unifying factor is we're all human beings and we're all trying our best in whatever channel that that life allows us to manifest ourselves so whether that's your job whether that's your home responsibilities as a mother or a father or a caregiver or a guardian whether that's you know in a sport whatever that looks like you are still you with a bunch of talents and and I guess I guess what I would like to say and and I suppose from my experience Mm -hmm. is you don't have to be one thing you don't have to pick something and say, oh, that, that's what I'm going to be and that's who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. I've got this job description and that's who I'm going to be. Because don't, put actually, in, don't put me in the box. That's it. That, yeah, let's bring the cargo back, boxes back in, right? <laughs> so get, out, get out of your cargo box. Yeah. And actually look outside of that and go, well, actually, I, I'm a whole person. I can manifest myself in this role because I'm me. And because I'm because I've got various things about me that enable me to do this job, it doesn't mean that I am only this job. Oh. So, so the, the the way I went to Qatar, the way we moved country was because we had a mindset of let's give it a go, let let's get up, let's give it a go, let's see what happens. And for me, if if you can start to cultivate a mindset of let me try let's give it a go let's let's get on stage and do a speech you know whatever that looks like for you Um, there's a job out there that oh I'm not sure whether I can do it but maybe I can actually maybe um, do I want to do it yeah I do want to do it let let me go for that yeah what are my limitations and actually let's get rid of those let's let's highlight them and let's move them out the way so that actually it frees you up to have so many more experiences in this life and enrich your life by looking back at some point in your life and saying wow I did that warts and all warts and all all right I'm actually getting goosebumps without a word of a lie I mean I, I find that terrifically inspirational and I'm sure you know, I'm sure over the years you've found a number of challenges for the obvious reasons in a, in a male-dominated industry um, to see the way you've developed and embraced um, change and challenge and entrepreneurship is is really quite inspiring. And uh, I, I appreciate you sharing all of this with us because we didn't have anything really scripted here. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier on about let's talk about your journey because it looks really interesting to me. And sure as hell it is. Uh, and I'm sure it's going to continue uh, famously. So, look, I, you know, you, you speak to a whole range of things about our condition as, as people um, right around the world. I mean, the last 
12, 18 months has taught us an enormous amount. You're right. We've we've had to become humble. We've had to become engaging and flexible and understanding of each other in a way that perhaps we never really would have been as a worldwide phenomenon because of just what's happened to us um, under the current conditions. Uh, so sharing those insights, I know they're from the heart and, and I certainly feel it. So I, I really appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners and viewers will as well. Um, wish you very well with your career moving forward. As I say, you, you and I are working on a couple of pretty interesting uh, subjects now as a, as a result of uh, meeting and talking about careers and guidance moving forward for other people. So let's look to re-engage on that in the, in the near future. So Sadia Khan, uh, really appreciate your time. I know that I appreciate everybody's time that have joined us today. We always like to thank uh, all of those in the supply chain and logistics, especially first responders, those in the medical field, those distributing vaccines, anybody who's out there is assigned with the mission of keeping us all safe and well. Uh, hats off, deep respect to all of you. Sadia Khan, um, thanks for your time. Great to meet you again. Thank you so much for having me.